Some comics on this list you should stay the hell away from. Others, you may want to consider to buy. Let's get into it. Are we going on five years without skipping a beat, Russ? Absolutely, Tom. 2018 is when we started this, so we are coming up on five years of doing it every week without skipping a beat. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. We're talking about the most popular comics in the marketplace. They be selling, and we're here every week to tell you why. At the list, at number 10. This book just came out, but you may not know it because previews messed up. Fans of Cindy Moon rejoice. Silk number one has made it onto the list. At number 10, we have the 1 in 25 David Nakayama variant. $35 average sales and a high raw sale of $60. This is a very, very cool book, and the people that weren't paying attention may have read the description over on Diamond's website. Well, if you were, you may have noticed that they falsely mentioned the wrong artist because they actually copied and pasted the Silk description from the 2022 series. This is a new five-issue series, and David Nakayama was so excited about his variant, he actually shouted out the entire Instagram universe and told them, you should go to my website and check out this book. Mistakenly, it was a 1 in 25, and you couldn't buy it there, but there are so many other awesome books on that website, including a Spider-Man, a Psylocke. you got to go check it out and make sure you're following him over on Instagram. Yeah, there's a couple little mistakes all along the way with this book, from the description to David Nakayama claiming that you could get it on his website, and I think a lot of people probably went to the website, found out that it was not available there, and then scrambled over to eBay and kind of drove up the price for this book, because you don't normally see a 1 in 25 variant hitting $60 the week it comes out. No matter how pretty it is. And we have a huge announcement this week. Something happened. I wasn't expecting it, but I was surprised and so hyped when I saw that Crashdown number one made it into the future key section on Key Collector Comics. By the way, pull up previews. The synopsis is right there. <laughs> and get your order in by FOC, final order cutoff on June 5th. Yeah, Future Keys is a pretty cool section on the app. It's uh, purely all spec and guessing because it's the future. We can't really know for sure these will be keys, but you got a lot of stuff in there. But like, this is going to be a new appearance of an X-Men team or a first published work by certain creators in there. So it, it, feel, it feels really cool to be included on there. So yeah, shout out, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for the Key Collector app. Uh, make sure you use the code TOM101 to get a two-week trial for free. And that brings us to number nine on the list with a comic book that's so underrated. I'm going to prove it to you. Legend of Zelda number three. Yeah, you heard us right. We're not talking about number one. This is the first time we've ever talked about a non-number one Zelda Valiant comic book ever on the show. It's hitting $30 average sales and a recent 9.8. Actually, let me hit you with the highs the 9.8 has reached and the last GPA sale prior to this new record-breaking sale. The record was 654 Sold back in March for $450, clocked in a brand new 9.8 sale at $800. This is extreme until you look at the census count. When we compare issue number one to issue number three, you're going to see a very big difference. There are a total of 101 9.8 Zelda number ones on the census currently, but goes for like $1,500 plus at a 9.8. Compared to 14 copies of number three, at a 9.8. And when you also look at the five issues to spec on, outside of number one, which is a classic cover that features Link and Zelda, of course, people want that one. Number three is the most attractive cover by far. Yeah, if you take a look at the other covers that are uh, selling on GPA anyway, the five other covers, most of them just feature uh, Link going up against some kind of creature 
or some of them just have way too much happening on the cover. The only other one, other than issue number one, that, that stands out and is even remotely iconic is issue number three here. You got Zelda, you got Ganon, you got Link action, even a Triforce. It makes sense why someone would want a scarce 9.8 of this issue. And we're seeing an increase of copies sold of 500%. Could this be because of spec, because of the success of the Mario movie? hitting over a billion dollars. If you guys want to go even deeper and more interesting, there's actually three different price variants of a lot of these Zelda books. There was a volume one that was a five issue miniseries and a volume two that was supposed to be seven, but we have seen $1.50, $1.95 and zero cover price variants of most of these books. Happy hunting. The game looks cool. It's been like, what, six years since the last one? Yeah, shout out everybody who's playing Zelda right now. The new Zelda game, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, dropped today, right now. Uh, I want to play it, but I'm, I'm here working. But yeah, it's been six years since the last one, Breath of the Wild. Both came out on the Switch. I'm excited. I want to play it, but yeah, there's no time. This just makes me want to replay Wind Waker and a little bit of NES. Because it's the best one. Wind Waker is the best. At the list at number eight. Marvel premiere number one. Will Poulter's spec has finally paid off, kind of. We have the rebirth of him. And he's renamed by the High Evolutionary, Adam Warlock. He gets the Soul Gem right on his noggin, although it's unnamed at this point, and gets that classic Warlock costume. We have $450 average sales, and oh, the steep drop. Because when Will Poulter was announced, I believe it was in October 2021, 9-8 of this book, in which there are only 13 copies of, hit $18,000 hot damn. Last GPA sale, it happened in April. Ooh. $9,000 went down by half. So yeah, this book is obviously on the list because we just got the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 last week. It's been a full week, so uh, spoilers. We are seeing uh, several different Guardians 3 related books on this list, which I see as a very encouraging sign for uh, this movie in particular and hopefully the uh, upcoming MCU slate in general. An increase of 270% in copies sold week over week. Spoilers indeed, because when the books are trending, it's typically because... Well, there's something to spec on. I haven't seen this movie yet. Yeah, me neither. I haven't either. Yeah, but the fact that the book is spiking in general implies to me that people uh, are fans of the movie. And it also implies to me, again, having not seen the movie, but it, it tells me that Adam Warlock is probably going to stick around. And that we're going to see him in the future. And therefore, investing in his early appearances makes sense because also spoilers for the uh, the list but this isn't the only Warlock book on here. And we haven't even gotten to the post credit scene, but not before we talk about Mr. Sinister. At the list at number seven, Uncanny X-Men 213. I freaking love this book. Logan versus Sabretooth, Mutant Massacre. And you shouldn't buy this book graded. Damn it. $25 average sales and a recent CGC 9.8 high sale of $250. It's a great book. It's a fantastic cover. But why is it down so far from its all-time high of $715? It's got all of the right ingredients. Again, an amazing cover. Psylocke becomes Psylocke in this issue, part of the Mutant Massacre, one of the best crossover series. And if you are paying attention, it's the first cameo appearance of Mr. Sinister. But this book is down so substantially, even though it's up 150% in copies sold this week, because I believe there are so many raw copies out there. I personally have 20 copies of this at the shop, and probably 10 of those are 9.8 candidates. And this is just one of those eras that a lot of people were buying books. So you're going to see a bunch of them come back as high grade. If you want a nice copy of this book, go to a show, go to your local, pick up a copy for 20 or 30 bucks raw, make sure you get 
get a good looking copy, send it in yourself. You're probably going to do yourself a favor. A little foreshadowing for a future book on the list, but the reason why this book is being specced upon is because of Mr. Sinister's ties to potentially the high evolutionary who dabbles in genetics per Guardians of the Galaxy 3, of course. And we have Mr. Sinister who's about to be introduced at large in the continuation of the X-Men 97 animation series. So it's a little bit of an obscure villain, but introduction is coming. You have years to be able to kind of prime an audience for a possible live action debut. Do we need to see a Magneto versus Charles Xavier X-Men movie again? No. Yeah, specifically speaking as somebody who's not the biggest fan of X-Men, I would very much love to see uh, a different take on these characters in the upcoming MCU live-action X-Men movie, which is going to be really cool. But right now, we're talking about Ghost Rider number 28 here at number 6. This book's hitting $25 average sales, and what a roller coaster ride it's been. Because back in 2021, this book hit $550 at a CGC 9.8. There's 1,324 copies on the census in that grade. And back then... There were not nearly that many, but our accounting is current as of right now. And because of IPs that were acquired, a clear intention to utilize the macabre Ghost Rider, multiple versions, Blade. You have uh, Hannibal on this team as well, because this is the first appearance of the Midnight Suns. We also have the first appearance of Lilith, a different version of a character that's currently being specced on because of who? Yeah, Lilith, the daughter of Dracula, first appearing in Giant Size Chillers, issue number two. That book has made an appearance on both the trending list and the hot ten. But since you've got characters named Lilith, first appearing in both this issue and that issue, it looks like uh, people are making a connection there and investing in both just to be safe. Mia Goth, people are very excited about this casting choice. You know her from Pearl. You know her from X. I'm trying to drill that into your skull, Ryan, so you watch both of these damn movies. Damn it, Ryan! Gotta watch Princess Bride first, apparently. (laughs) Oh, uh, severely, but we have to get back to the list, dude, because $550 heights with a recent sale at 95 for a CGC 9.8. Look at that tag. Feels like a stretch to me. People are, like, looking at the wrong Lilith. So it's a 229% increase in copies sold this week. Mia Goth may be playing Lilith. We're not certain. And I like the Blade speculation, but we also have to keep in mind that there's Midnight Suns, the video game speculation, and potentially there's more happening with the Blade movie in addition to just that character. There's so much spec here. So when this book is going for around $100 and its all-time high was $550 in September 2021, come on, guys, this might be the right time to buy. Someone paid $120 for a CGC 9.8 this past week. If you're patient, you can get it for cheaper because there's over 10 copies that sold in seven days at that grade. Everyone's always clamoring for a 9.8, but sometimes the best you're going to find is a 9.6, just like number five on the list. Fantastic Four, number 67. We are seeing $850 average sales and a high CGC 9.6 for $5,280 at a Heritage auction sale. This is the first cameo appearance of him who becomes Adam Warlock later. This happens to be a book that a lot of people are buying, and we are seeing a 122% increase in copies sold this week. One of the reasons why I don't think we're seeing 9.8s on the census is because it's got a really beautiful white cover that just picks up fingerprints. We have not seen a 9.8 sale in five years since November of 2018, and that was $17,000. I can't even imagine what one would go for today. There's only 13 copies graded at a 9.8 on the census. There's an increase of 122% in copies sold this week because of Guardians of the Galaxy, but also high-grade copies of this book. It's an additional layer of value added to it uh, amongst 
keys in general. I think of like ASM 301, a classic white cover by Todd McFarlane. That bump up to a 9.8 is the bane of some graders' existence because they get nine sixes, they get high-grade raw copies, and they just keep sending them in, keep sending them in because they are so tough to secure. This book is just like that, but way older. And you mentioned that high-grade sale at 17 grand for a 9.8. Yo, is it fair to say that that could, even in this market, exceed 25 grand? I believe so, 25 or 30 for a 9.8 of this book. We're giving away one of the hottest books in the world this month. And if you want to be part of the drawing, all you have to do is sign up to our newsletter on ComicTom101.com. I have a 5.0 ASM 41 first appearance of The Rhino. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You just throw in your email address. We randomize all the email addresses. Somebody wins a giveaway, but you also stay up on all of the drops we do. Try to get you to hold it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at the list at number four, we have Thor134. Chuck Woody Awuji killed it, apparently. And High Evolutionary has just made the list. Yeah, we really got to start scheduling, like, field trips, you know, to go see these movies as a team. You know, we bring a little Capri Sun or something. Yeah, yeah. I want to I go see this. I haven't seen it. I haven't made time for it, but it's work. It's work at this point because half this list is Guardians 3, and we haven't gone to see it yet. Is this, like, lackadaisical nature that we all share right now indicative of just the MCU at large? They're just being too much, and things just aren't as exciting right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Oh, my God. They're shoving it down our throat, and it's like there's a new Disney Plus show, and there's a new movie thing. And then when I finally get around to watching it, oh, it's great, and I enjoy it. And I took time out to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, but realistically, I don't want to spend three hours to go sit down in a movie theater and everything. It's 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 just too much. I haven't seen Quantumania. I <laughs> Have you unsubscribed yet, comic fam? Well, this book is hitting $450 average sales and 9.6. This is another heritage auction sale. It took place at the end of April for $4,560. Now, that right there is a record breaker. The last time it sold was back in 2020 for 2880 Unlike other books on this list, high-grade key books that are difficult to secure in high-grade, this book's performing very strong. So we've been talking about the High Evolutionary for a couple years now, and it was confirmed at San Diego Comic-Con last year that Chikwudi Awuji was going to be playing the High Evolutionary. So it makes sense that we are seeing so many copies of this book available for sale. It's really interesting because the prices weren't very high last year, and now we are seeing more and more record breakers. Nine fours are going for $2,700, which is again what the nine sixes used to be going for. And even a nine O went for for $711 this year, which honestly, that's the one that I'm seeing it's down. I'm believing that's probably someone who thinks they can press grade and bump that book. Shame us in the comments. We'll go see it, but we need to get that negative reinforcement at the list <laughs> at number three, a book that's available, that's affordable, that's all but certain, and there are hardly any copies on the CGC census, so we have some warnings to dish out. We're talking about Doctor Strange, Last Days of Magic, number one. This came out in 2016. We're seeing $3 average sales for this book. We Woo! just had a high 9.8 sell in January for uh, $35. So that's, that's not a lot at all. But we have like... All but confirmation because of an announcement. And we haven't heard much about Agatha, surprisingly. But it's starting to be dished out. And I, I keep saying dished. I, I don't know what that's about. But what's going on? So yeah, like Tom says, we really don't know a whole lot about the Agatha Coven of Chaos spinoff series at all. Apart from what the actress Patty Lapone spilled on The View probably about a month ago at this point. Where We're she not even sure if she was supposed to say it or anything. It definitely felt like she wasn't. She just listed off a whole bunch of characters and basically confirmed that they're all uh, sorcerers of some kind. 
including the character who appears in this issue, played by Ali An, the actress Ali An, who, based on set photos that we took a look at, it very much appears that she is going to be playing Alice Gulliver, a uh, cop who uses magic. It says Alice on her name tag, but who knows? There's a lot of Alices that she could be. Could be Alice in the Brady Bunch. I think she was a cop at one point in time. Before she became a nanny to a bunch of spoiled little rats. That's her backstory. Okay. What yep. is happening? A 460% increase in copies sold. Now, $35 for a CGC 9.8. An increase of copies sold to 460% is very strong, but here's the warning. There are only six copies graded at a 9.8. One just sold. Unlikely we're going to see others come to market. And I would imagine, as a retailer, you probably want to price this conservatively at like 150 to 200 considering it's a new book. It's definitely abundant. And the low census count for other sellers may try to fish sales. I see this book being listed for like four or $500 plus. And then months later, after people get the FOMO bug and start buying, oh, a wave of copies get added to the census because you can find this book in dollar bins right now. Realistically, this is a very, very tough book because it's a one shot from 2016. There were three covers, but they were all open to order covers. So there wasn't even a ratio variant. And by this point in time, we didn't have a whole lot of people buying all of the Doctor Strange Last Days of Magic. I think the print count's gonna be low. And nine eights will command a premium, but nowhere near what some of those people are going to list them for on eBay. Keep an eye out for the Shane Davis variant, which seems to be the most popular and has had a recent sale of a 9.4 on eBay. And looking at the list at number two, I think Ryan's going to get some tingly feelings. We have Spider-Man 2, number one. This is being listed as a free comic book day book. I don't think it was supposed to be a free comic book day book, and no one knew that this would be so damn hot. $15 average sales, but high raw sales of $25. Penguin distributed stacks of these books, upwards of 20 to 25, to certain Penguin account holders across the United States. And they were largely given away, sold for very cheap. And then later in the week, People piece together that there's some significance to this book. Tom likes laughing about the thought of me tingling, uh, especially when I talk about things I like. But I quite happen—I happen to quite like the Spider-Man game. I happen to like every Spider-Man game because they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to swing around the city. You Are know, you just, feeling like goosebumps? Just like I do in real life. You know, I'm Spider-Man. But no, this is a comic book prequel to the sequel, but not. That's so confusing. It's a prequel to a sequel. You the had, video game, right? Yes. You had the original Spider-Man video game come out in 2018, almost five years ago now. There was a sequel to that game, which is more like a, like a spin-off, the Miles Morales game. And now we are looking at the upcoming Spider-Man 2 video game later this year featuring both Miles Morales and Peter Parker going up against Venom. And this issue, the Spider-Man 2 number one, which is an uncomfortable title, that is a sequel to the prequel, but a prequel to the sequel. I hope you're paying attention. The Red Hood. The Red Hood. The Hood. We're just butchering this number. The Hood makes his first appearance in this Earth, 1048. So this is a, okay, minor key. You know, it's an all-reality focus of a villain that people like. However, I don't think Miles Morales from the game has ever been featured in a comic book. Yeah, I don't think so either. At least suited up in the costume. There, in, the, in the original game, Miles Morales is like a side character that knows Peter, and he's kind of uh, on, on the side of the original game the whole time, leading up to his own game, which comes after. And there were multiple comic series that came out around the release of the first game where Miles, as Miles Morales, was a character just like in the game. But I think this is the very first time you see him in costume as Miles Morales Spider-Man. 
Now let's bring it back to the comic book. This was not solicited by Diamond for free comic book day. This was not solicited by Penguin for free comic book day. It does not say free comic book day on this book. The big thing is that it did come from Penguin, not from Diamond, and the odds are Penguin did something like sent it out to their top 1,000 stores that were buying the most Marvel comics kind of as a thank you for a promotional item. But again, it was not deemed a free comic book day book. This is kind of a gray area. It's very much a promotional comic, and I really don't think people should be paying $25 for this. It's certainly interesting timing, being so close to Free Comic Book Day that this was released. People are hunting for really affordable books that may spike. Traditionally, it's a Free Comic Book Day book, though, that you can just pick up at a store. So I'm giving a light warning on this one. I can see this book dropping by half, if not more, because these are like keys, yes, but... For a Spidey fan specifically, not necessarily for like spec reasons outside of the video game. It's also available to read for free uh, legally on the Marvel website too. We've got the link for that down in the description. You know what? Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and we have the number one most popular comic book in the world to discuss. Yeah, if you haven't seen Guardians 3 yet, this is your official spoiler warning. But yeah, we're the number one book, the number one book, the most trending book in the entire world right now. Captain Marvel, issue number 17, all the way back in 2004, which is almost 20 years ago. We're old, but Russ isn't old. We're just old. I'm wheezing. Russ, Russ hates it when I, we, so we refer to ourselves old. as being old, because, <laughs> yeah. $65 average sales for the first appearance of Phi Lavelle in comic books and a $300 CGC 9.8. The heights this book reached was near 600. It is selling for less. However, Phi Lavelle, courtesy of Key Collector Comics, was confirmed back in 2021. You got to have your key alerts on. One of the best uses of the app is to keep up with the marketplace. And Phi Lavelle was indeed in the movie. And the post-credit scene, I think, pushed this book to a prime spot on our list. Last week on the list, this was number seven with a 186% increase. Now we have a 230% increase coming in at the top of the list. Again, spoilers, guys, but we have confirmation that with the new Guardians of the Galaxy team, Philovella is going to be a major player, which is why we're seeing so much action on this book. So yeah, even though none of us have seen the movie, we kind of have to spoil ourselves to research and talk about it for you, which kind of sucks, but we know by the end of Guardians 3, the original team uh, more or less disbands and goes off to do their own thing. We have a setup of a new Guardians team led by Rocket Raccoon featuring Phi Lavelle, which is why she's here at the uh, number one spot on this list. But it's pretty interesting to think about the uh, ramifications and ripple effects this can cause for the cosmic side of the MCU moving forward. James Gunn is done. I don't think we're going to see anything else at Marvel. He's the Kevin Feige of the DC now. So... With that said, many members were thinking that we may not see Guardians again for quite some time, but clearly we're likely going to see them in the new Avengers movies that are coming, not to mention the fact that they do say that the Guardians will be seen again on screen. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and as always, geek responsibly. Enough? Said. Let me show you when I'm sending this member in the May Mystery Mail call. Johnny Desjardins. This is a Batman Moon Knight print. That's a one per box. Um, we always do a back issue, X Infernus. That's a David Finch cover, issue number one. This right here is also one per box. Guardians of the Galaxy, Ben Harvey variant. We have uh, certs on the back now, and we also have some virgins going out at random. Good luck to that one. And then, oh, Johnny Desjardins limited to 1,000. This is the sketchbook trade dress, Last of Us clicker cover. And last but not least, the one per box, Ariel Diaz, first solo series of Hollow's Eve. Boom, with a cert. 
This right here is the added book that we do after the fact to hook it up. We hope they can pass it along. It's great for kids and this is how they can like learn how to create a comic. We have a bunch of random kids books that we send out every month. We try to do brand new ones. This month we're sending out some oldies. Get it to a kid. They'll enjoy it. I'm also going to send this person this book. This is the first appearance of who, Ryan? The High Evolutionary. And he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was, he was. Chakudi Awuji played him. Someone's going to get that too. So I'm going to put all these together. Join the community, comictom101.com. You have until the 15th at midnight. Give me an excuse to send you some comics every single month. It's $35 plus shipping, and you support the show. Have a great week. We have other videos for you to check out. I'll see you soon.